Everyone into the pit salacious crumb. <laughs> the next prisoner, Gamorrean Guard. Gladly, Jabba the Hutt. C-3PO, new Gamorrean Guard, and Jabba the Hutt place at each so separately. Excuse me, Mr. Hutt. You captured my friend. Free him and keep me instead. That's a sorry tale, but this tale will make you sorrier. Guard, get the rope. You always get him in the end, Jabba. Jabba the Hutt place at another action figures each so separately from Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. New from Kenner. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? You got your weakened geek covered. And you? You're on the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 253 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this post-Memorial Day weekend, the young, the restless, the bearded one, with the new Marvel shirt on, bright red, Carlos. Buarguayo. The man we, I, I guess I, call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les. And even you don't call me that. No, only on the show. I call you worse, though. Uh now Gonzalez, <laughs> the man we call the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm here for the very last time. Here, not here, not in the sickness, but in my current location. Oh my gosh, my heart just dropped. It's like a bombshell. <laughs> We've been talking in this uh, pre-production meeting for like 45 minutes. No word about him bailing on the Sith list. <laughs> okay. Moving on to bigger and better things. The man I call the bandit, the bandito. <laughs> Sir Eric Strothers, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I'm great. And uh, this will be my last time here. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> just leaving me. I'm getting a new chair. No, I, I, dude, I don't know. I just, it's something I said. I'm, it won't be my last time here or anywhere. Thank you, buddy. How's everybody doing? How was everybody's Memorial Day weekend? I'll start with the man in red. Boo, how are you? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Didn't do anything. Babysat Leia and Coco. Yes, babysat our dogs. Thank yeah. you so much for no, that. No problem, because I didn't do shit. It they, was they, they didn't. They, didn't uh, they were. They behaved. Oh, very much so. Okay. Very much so. Yeah, I, I just sat around the house, didn't do anything. It was. That sounds great. Oh, it was. <laughs> That's like your. That oh. is your perfect Memorial Day weekend. It is a dream. Yes, we did miss you though. We went to Las Vegas. I know. I missed Les you guys went too. with us, and also the uh, the crew from Cressel Run Transmissions was there. We had other family and friends that were. My brother was there. I didn't get to see my brother, but he was there somewhere. Um, but it's a bad sign. Yeah, it was a crazy man. Let me tell you, it was unless can and speak to this, how weird it was to be amongst hundreds of thousands of people and not have any masks on because the mask mandate is completely gone over there. They just that weekend, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask if you're outside and if you're drinking. So 
guess what? Las Vegas, everybody drinks. So everybody was maskless. Or yeah. everybody's just vaccinated. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was, uh, that was really interesting. But I, I do want to share a story. We were at, so there's no clubs open, right? And bars aren't really open unless they're outdoors. So we went to an old favorite, which is an awful place, but it's so awful. It's great. Boo knows what it is. It's the circle bar at uh, Carnival Court yep. at the Harrah's. Mm-hmm. Usually they have a cover band and you have a great time, but it's just like, you know, it's like a dive bar in Vegas. And when you're in Vegas, you don't want to be in dive bars. But we went there because it's one of the only places open. They got a cover band. They're playing. They're not even that great, but whatever. They did play a Judas Priest song though, Eric, which I was pretty impressed with. Yeah. Which one, man? Uh, they played, um, I think Living After Midnight. That's that's yeah. the better one to play yeah. in a cover situation like that. Yeah. So we were rock. We're, you know, we're bobbling along, getting in, bobbing our heads and stuff. And and then uh, Noah Outlaw from Kessel Road Transmissions, I think uh, Don't Stop Believing was on. And, you know, it's a jammer. You like you bob your head, you jump up and down, you get excited. Security just rushes our little group. No dancing allowed here. Guys, no. COVID, no dancing. Like two, two security guards. And I, I looked at him and was like, what? And he's like, you're not allowed to dance. Okay, dude. It's cool. It's cool. Maybe we started drinking more. I mean, people are pretty happy. So define dancing. Well, we were well, just like, we weren't even dancing. It's can, not like, no, can can you do the Baron Zemo and no, just stand there no, no, by no. yourself? Here's, if you started doing the Baron Zemo, they would have been like, you got to take that. Well, Zemo last, I don't know. I think you were playing Blackjack because another song came on, Living on a Fire. Oh, okay. And those two songs are tough songs not to be Baron Zemoing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so again, Mr. Outlaw started doing the Zemo. They rushed up to him again and said, final warning. <laughs> I, was I, I swear, I thought I was yeah. in Footloose, dude. I thought we weren't allowed to dance. I thought I was in like a Handmaid's Tale or something where the whole world has gotten really weird. And it was crazy. And then at one point, you know how you're at a bar and you see bouncers rush because there's a fight? Yeah. I ran after them and I started, yeah, I guess I was pretty drunk. I started yelling, somebody's dancing. Somebody's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just started cracking up. Oh man, it was a weird, weird situation. We're not that far away from a Handmaid's Tale real world. Dude. I, you're right. You're <laughs> it's right. Scary, man. <laughs> it's scary. It was. Uh, but here's the funny thing: on June first, a couple days after Memorial Day, or is that the, the actually after Memorial Day? The day, yeah. The day, yeah. A couple days after when we were out, um, it is Freedom Day. They called it where everything's all a go now. If you're vaccinated. You don't have to wear anything inside or outside. Clothes, clubs are open, bars are open. Clothes are always optional in Las Vegas, but it's everything's open. So midnight, uh, one of the nights, the lines for the club started piling up for people to get in because they were like, okay, it's about time to get to the I was thinking, like, you couldn't have done that two days ago for the people that were here for Memorial Day. No. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, fun times, great times. A little odd seeing Las Vegas like that. A little odd to have a, Dance police hit us up. The dance, dance Nazis hit us up. But um, yeah, other than that, it was a fun trip. We had a good time with those guys. It was their first time in Las Vegas. Really? Uh, yeah, they've never oh. been. That's why they, they booked the room. Um, but a nine-hour drive was not good for them. It took me three hours and four minutes today. And I was very happy about that. So that's our, my long Vegas story. Les, I know how your weekend was. You uh, you doing good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, fantastic. I'm, I'm dreading going to the gym tomorrow, but I'm good. So am I. I'm actually going tomorrow. I was falling asleep watching after Malik. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Eric. And, yeah, that, and that happened to me. I was literally like dozing off because I had three hours of sleep. And thank God, 
the champion that he is, he fell asleep for a two and a half hour nap. That means I got to fall asleep for two and I was recharged. So I was really worried about tonight. I was like, I don't know if I can make it through podcast. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm great. My weekend was substantially different than yours. And it started out with me being the final soldier to fall in the battle of wills. That is who and who has not been sick in this home. Oh, dude. (laughs) I finally was working from home on Thursday last week. And I'm like, man, my back hurts. Why is everything so sore? Oh, and oh, and next, yeah, I spent the next, oh. I don't know, 30 hours in bed, just sleeping as hard as I could. But I will say this. one thing I like to do differently than my wife, who is awesome. Okay. Whenever <laughs> I'm sick, I isolate myself because nobody needs to deal with me. Right. She lays herself on the couch. Oh, <laughs> you guys keep it down. <laughs> okay, well, this is the this is where the TV is, and I, oh yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, can you guys? Oh, it's like oh. Jesus, go to the go to the room. So yeah, dude, I I spent a couple of pretty rough days, but thankfully I didn't have a gig on Saturday because you know it's not like you call in sick from the band if you have oh, to make the gig right. happen for everybody Shit. else too. But after that, it wasn't so bad, and now we're hundred percent back to normal. That's the worst feeling is like when you're back and your body's like a little bit achy and you're like, is this from working out? And then you realize, well, I, knew I, it haven't, wasn't that. I haven't worked out in about a month. Um, <laughs> what the hell is this? That's the worst <laughs> feeling ever. Uh, yeah. King uh, hey, Tom? You know, um, we've spent pretty much every weekend this year getting the house ready, painting and fixing stuff and packing and moving. And this week we didn't, this weekend we didn't do any of it. And Good. Um, I, my wife and I on Saturday, on Sunday and Monday, we slept until 11. Good for you guys. That is Which the move. I can't remember. And you know, the kids, like they were awake, but they didn't bother us. And I don't remember the last time that I did that, that I wasn't sick or anything like that. And it was amazing. That sounds awesome too. Um, I'm really hoping that, that your children that. took the opportunity to, uh, Make the biggest bowls of cereal. <laughs> I, I think there was some of that going on. <laughs> and eat them while you guys were sleepy. Like, let's just do this. Well, it's cereal, also like we'll milk. in weird places. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, good for you. It sounds like everybody had, other than Eric, um, had a great weekend. But at least you survived it, Eric. I mean. I did, man. Yeah. I did. I'm doing great now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, d- during our vacation... I, I got to do a date night with Lorena and then also take, go take her out to a movie, which we had a great time. And this is going to roll right into the box office. I was going to do the shenanigans, but we talked way too much. Guys, check out Sithos.net and everything's on there. Box office. A Quiet Place 2, $47.5 million. I think that's the first time we've uttered those. Anything over like $25 million, right? Mm-hmm. In a long time. Well done, A Quiet Place 2. I got to see it. Um, Boo got to see it. Yep. Les, did you see it? No. no? Okay. You should have taken him on date night. No, Les left me at oh. that point. He's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to yeah. be around with you guys anymore. Uh, Corella is two, uh, 21.5 million. Also did well. Ryan, the last dragon, number three. Look at this drop off. 2.3 million. <laughs> Spiral, 2.2 million. And Wrath of Man, 2.2 million. So Hollywood is back in business after 14 months of a darken, of darkened marquees and skittish moviegoers who opted to stay home. Due to COVID-19, this is the 
biggest one and made for the entire, I think four day total was $58.5 million. So well done. You a quiet place too. Good job. And this comes from boxofficemojo.com. Um, Boo, go ahead. Quick review without spoiling it. Uh, yeah. So um, quiet place to same thing. Exactly. Be quiet. You know, not that much. Interestingly enough, there is, of course, going to be an increase of dialogue, which still you still got to be quiet. You know, the whole aspect of that. But I was like, huh, the dialogue is increased. Was a little bit of a surprise, but I shouldn't have been. It doesn't hurt or anything, but it's something you're going to be like. Oh shit, they're talking. Okay. There's noise. Yeah, there's noise. Yeah. Um I think just everything is kind of cranked up. The the space that they're in, there's more to the world and stuff like that. So so that that adds possible issues and questions. I only had a couple. I only had a couple. So I I don't worry about those. It was just for me kind of things. I thought it was great. Everybody in it's great everybody the action awesome you see more of what you want to see let's put it that it's way a, it's a sci-fi film oh yeah and it's fantastic sci-fi it's a good it's a good original idea you know just and john, it, and john krasinski that's all from his head mm-hmm. which is all fantastic. of it yeah yeah he wrote it directed it all of it um yeah so very good like i'd give the first one probably a nine nine point five and I would say this one is probably maybe an 8.5. That's just for me, though. But still, very good. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, just and uh, hopefully there's more. Question. Well, there will be more. There, oh. He's writing a third one right now. Go ahead, Les. Is it as intense as the first one? It, it is even, to me, even more intense because without ruining, I'm not going to ruin it, two storylines going on simultaneously. Okay. And each one of them at the same time is as intense as the other and it bounces back and forth mm-hmm. now it's how did the really theater cool. feel for you guys because for me when i watched the quiet place the first one yeah somebody fainted that's how like the energy in there yeah well like, let me tell you have the fire department have to come in and carry someone oh, out shit because okay, when you so, get so, in some people ask like, me is it a horror movie and it's not a horror movie it's a sci-fi thriller hitchcock type of thriller right Right, it's just okay. like that. Less, it's it, as yeah. as intense as the first one, or even more intense in certain parts. Well, the only and reason it, I'm asking is because Lor- Lorena was grabbing my hand and squeezing okay. the shit out of it, and she walked tense. out one time. Yeah, not because it's like disgusting or anything, because there's there's like you know, um, it was probably anxiety moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. And Emily Blunt is just beautiful and fantastic, and she's everything. She's. Yeah, because it, oh. it picks up literally right off where the second one left off, and she is a stud. She yeah. is she is a holy crap. She's doing everything because she has to. Total stud. Yeah, and she and, still and, doesn't want to do Marvel movies. She doesn't, and no. she didn't want to do this one. Evidently, like, and her husband <laughs> had I, to convince I, her. I, to I heard do the it. director's a dick. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh wait, that's her, her <laughs> husband. Never mind. No. I, I did like the fact that John Krasinski came out on the screen and thanked us for showing up to the movie theater and, and, and told us, you know, how much he appreciates it and all this stuff. Um, that was kind of cool. He, nice. he actually came to my theater. He was there. He, he showed up in Houston. He showed up. Really? In the yeah. It's That's on Twitter. Awesome. He showed up, he took his mask off and thanked everybody for going. But at the star of Did the movie, popcorn. Yeah. Right. He made a lot of noise. <laughs> He's the new crunch crunch. 
Uh, Miss Melissant Simmons, I think is her name. Melissant? It's a unique name. She's deaf, and she is the star of this film. She was the star of the first one, too. She's phenomenal, but she has a huge role in this one. She's pretty much the lead in this movie, and she's phenomenal. And the guy from uh, Peaky Blinders and all the um, Nolan... Cillian. Cillian Murphy? Cillian Murphy? Cillian Murphy? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Just great. Everybody was great. Definitely go watch it. I give it... I gave the first one a nine and a half because how unique it was. This one, a nine point three seven four two. I think. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I highly recommend seeing it in theater. Not yet. That wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend seeing it in theater because you're never going to get that quiet of a space in your home or anywhere. And then the, whatever sound you do get from the movie has to be cranked up to 11 for that intensity that you feel, you know, for the, for the Holy shitness, you know, where it's, it's going to jump at you and you're going to feel it. You got to see it in a theater. And with all this crazy UFO stuff that's been, you know, coming out lately with the, with the pilots seeing things and actually, you know, (laughs) the government confirming that there's unidentified flying objects. First thing that I thought of when I was watching this was this shit could happen at any second. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially the beginning scene could happen at any second. And if it does, oh, damn, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. But it was great. Very good. So check it out. Anybody see anything else other than that? Um, Anything on streaming or anything? King Tom? Um, No no VHSs or DVDs or anything? No, no VHSs. (laughs) Go ahead. uh, There the new season of bluey is on disney plus listen that cartoon is fantastic i watch it it's probably in my opinion one of the top 10 best cartoons of all time and in this round of episodes i think there's 51 of them there are some like some of the most touching stories in there there's an episode called i think it's called baby race baby races it's super super good it's from mom's point of view uh very well done anybody who's a parent you need to watch it it's a banger and uh the whole season's fun man it just there's a lot of cool insight and the characters are more human than ever and uh very very much enjoy it if you're not keen to bluey there's something there for everybody it, technically it's a kid's show but there's so many adult nods in there that it's plainly being done for the adults who are mm-hmm. being dragged along for the ride to the point where I think an adult with no kids around would enjoy watching it too. So definitely, the characters, the characters are so endearing too. Oh my gosh, yeah, especially it's, the father, the dad. I yeah. it's it kind of freaks me out that I mean he's I'm him. I he does all the exact same crap that he does in the show I've done, and it's like I'm sure <laughs> every dad says that, but oh yeah, there's. It's so real. It's just so real. Yeah, I think we were on on Star Wars Spelt Out. We talked about Blue with Chapman and how much he enjoys it. And he was telling me that the father was actually a lead singer of one of a popular band in in Australia back in the I feel day. Like I knew that. That's really yeah, cool. Man. Something like that. That's great. I, I know that the season finale of Mare happened and Catherine the series finale, right? Series finale. I'm is sorry. It, series. It yeah, it's a limited series. Limited right. Series, yeah. And I you know how much I've been promoting this show. I haven't had a chance to watch it because I was in Vegas. Catherine, a bunch of people DM'd me and Catherine's like, oh my God. And I, so I just completely stopped reading and I just sent her a message saying, 
I haven't been able to see it. Uh, so I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So people, I, by the time you hear this, I will have seen it. So hit me up um, right after uh, this comes out, which is probably the third thing. Speaking of Catherine, I'm sorry yeah. uh, that th- she had mentioned this and actually mentioned whether I had seen any of the real life footage of this event, but I finally watched uh Eurovision song contest, the story of fire saga oh, on yeah. Netflix. Great movie. It, is it a great movie? No, it's not a great movie. Great watch. Okay. It's, I definitely recommend it. I good Lord. I recommend it. This is the movie with Will Ferrell. Will, Will and, Ferrell. Yeah. And, uh, um, oh gosh, I can't think of her name for mean girls. She's great. Yeah. They, they nailed it in this. I don't know, man. There's just, there's some great stuff in there. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Thank you. Oh, That's her. Yes. Yeah. The notebook and wedding crushers. And yeah. And is she in hunger games? Or is it the other one that looks like her? No, it's the other one that looks like her. Right. There's the, who's in Hunger Games. She looks just like her. She's great too. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. A little bit older version of her. Wow. No, obviously they're both great. Wow. No, I'm not saying anything. Oh my gosh. Let's get into the same some age. I bet you they're not. Crack team. Crack team, get on it. <laughs> and while the crack team's getting on it, Kylo, you get on some Star Wars news. Suck it to time for eric's star wars report well the big news is something i don't even know anything about i had to ask our friend king tom to clue me in on this because this is the truly big news and that is the bounty hunters what's the what's the whole series referred to as king tom star wars eric war of the war of the bounty hunters and um elizabeth banks is 47 rachel mcadams 42 there you go thank you thank you that's right les we know our stuff. I know my notebook. It's not that what, much of a difference. Once you're, once you're five years, bro. 40, five years. Yeah, you're nothing. the same age. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? That's, that is so not true because you get, we all give Eric shit all the time for being older. I don't older, give Eric crap. And he's not even that much older than anybody. We're all in the same bracket, dude. I was 43 hey, this listen, year. Dude, I say that too. Listen, I've only got two more years to retirement. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you damn kids. Well, damn, off my lawn. damn kids eric are you too old for this shit <laughs> i am I'm, I'm too old for this shit yeah real piece of work uh but king tom tell us about this comic war of the bounty hunters is a crossover event throughout all of the star wars uh marvel star wars series except for obviously the high republic and it's going to be going on for a few months the very first issue proper hit stand newsstands and other types of stands today uh, about a month ago there was an issue that came out kind of a prelude to it where boba fett was this is after empire strikes back boba fett was transporting han solo back to jabba when he noticed the carbonite that han was in started rotting going bad um so he took han to uh, some type of doctor on nar Shaddaa or one of those um types of gangster planets and while Han was being fixed. The carbonite slab was stolen. What? So, um, in th- this issue, the, the real kickoff, we f- we find out who did it. Um, it's it starts out as, as this mysterious group, um, and you know, Boba obviously wants to find them and get Han back. But every Jabba put out a bounty on Boba because he lost Han. 
So Boba is fight, you know, he's trying to fight off all these bounty hunters too. And this mysterious group makes a broadcast to the galaxy saying, you know, they're going to put Han up for sale. It's aimed at Jabba, but it gets the attention of the rebellion, Dr. Aphra, um, and Sonastaros and a bunch of other bounty hunters and Boba Fett, who's going to go after him. And they say that Crimson Dawn is back. Oh, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Sonastaros, Sonastaros becomes a bounty hunter. No, she's with Dr. Aphra. She's still with her. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and throughout the, the issue, there's this hooded woman, uh, kind of leading this group. And then at the end, um, you know, she says she's put it, she's using Han because even, you know, he, he unites the galaxy. The rebellion wants him. The empire wants him. Bounty hunters want him. Jabba wants him. You know, Han always wanted to save her. And now he finally will. She takes off her hood and it's Kira. The dragon queen. That's the end of the first issue. And it was, it was a pretty impressive reveal. I know, uh, you know, ever since solo, a bunch of us has been like, what happened to Crimson Dawn? What happened to Kira? And now we're about to find out. Dude. Seemingly. What you just explained would be such a badass show, dude. Like a, a badass episode of a live action show that had to do with the bounty hunters. Like that would have been it, rad. It would be. Um, but you know, they're going to involve Vader. They're go- going to involve Leia and Luke. Uh, it's, not, it's not limited to just the bounty hunters. Right, right. Probably going to get Lando cool. in there too. God, that would have been rad. Because you, you can have Harrison Ford, you can have Han be in it and not really be in it. Right, he's just in, just in standing the there. But how anywhere. cool would that be? Oh, yeah. Can we have his inner thoughts from the carbonite? <laughs> Fuck, it's cold. Yeah. yeah. I really got to scratch my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Chewy, where's Chewy? Yeah. My, my nose itches. Yeah. My face looks really dumb right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Because I, I love Kier's character and, and, I like that. It would be great if it was live action. Yeah, it, it would be, but it, this is written. Uh, I don't know if I think he's doing all of the, because they're doing this war, of the bounty hunters series, but all of like star Wars, Afra, the bounty hunters series, they're going to tie into it. And Charles Sewell is writing the main series uh, and a guy named Luke Ross is doing the art. And Luke Ross does, he, he has a, 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 a particular style, but it works very well with star Wars. You could, you could, t- it's, it's not like if there's a lightsaber fight, you, there are two people and they look like they're standing still holding their lightsabers. It looks like they're in motion and you can tell who's making what move. And oh, that's rad. He, some artists can't do Star Wars action, but he can. Very cool. That's neat, man. You know, that's interesting. You bring that up about like looking like it's moving. This is completely unrelated, but it's something I often think about. And we talk about this, you know, like television and all these things on this show. Have you ever noticed that in every television show ever, anytime someone is handed a cup of coffee or something, it's plainly empty. You can tell by the way they handle it. And for God's sake, couldn't they at least just put some sand in the damn thing? Something, yeah, but you I've can never tell. Noticed, never I've noticed. Noticed. I'm going to start looking at that. Are you I've never serious? Yeah. Every time somebody gets a paper cup with a lid on it, you can tell from the way they are handling it. There is nothing in it. No weight whatsoever. I handle beers like that. Unless can uh, speak to this. I handle beers like that, but they're filled up every time and I spill them all over the fucking place. Yeah, it's gone. No, you, you'll but be able to tell what I'm in, talking about. Okay, I'll check it out. 
But that cup in Game of Thrones, that was full. Oh, the coffee cup? Yeah, that, yeah, was, was, a, that, was, that was a cup. full one. It was definitely full. Eric, okay. I, I, I can guarantee Full circle to Kira. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well, and I'm going to full circle it back to Star Wars. Have you ever noticed, and I'm, I'm Eric and I might have talked about this before, that during the escape from death, the Death Star in the original Star Wars, when the TIE fighters are coming after the Millennium Falcon during the dogfight scene, the Millennium Falcon is not moving at all. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, 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 I always wondered what the point of that perspective was. Right. Huh. You, you guys notice that you're not allowed to drink alcohol in, in commercials. Did you guys know that? I'm not you allowed can't. to drink alcohol ever anyway. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying you'll never see a beer being put up to the lips or hard. First of all, you can't have hard alcohol commercials on television, but mm -hmm. you, you you are not allowed to have uh, drinking on huh. commercials. Huh. That's mm -hmm. why they always have hot chicks. Yes, sir. Mm. I guess it all makes sense now. Full circle again. Yeah. So, hey, full circle, while we're talking about somebody who does really well with Star Wars, there was some news and it's, you can file this under who cares, but uh, right. Zack Snyder, have you heard of him? There was always, you know, a question about would he ever do a Star Wars movie, rumors that he was considering a Star Wars movie. Well, on some podcasts, he talked about how he had, in fact, just casually pitched an idea. Oh. For a Star Wars film, this is before uh, The Force Awakens. And obviously, they didn't do anything with it. But he is still working on it. Not Star Wars anymore. Same same thing. Just oh, really? taking it outside. So now, just like sci-fi, whatever. Oh, that's crazy. So, so we're going to see it and go, wow, that could have been Star Wars. That could have been a Star Wars movie. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah. And in, as we round up, a list of things that probably got said a long time ago. And why are we just hearing about it now? John Boyega. Remember when he talked about how he would definitely consider coming back to star Wars. Right. Uh, and he talked about like if Daisy were there and Oscar Isaac and all that, but there were a couple of names he mentioned that for whatever reason we didn't hear about at the time, mm -hmm. but he said it at the time. And now it's like back out there. The two were, are you ready? JJ. And Kathleen Kennedy. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's cool. I I guess. I. It's neat. Yeah. I, I love it. I love the fact that he feels... And I, re I read some more about that whole interview. And he said that he feels like... He feels so lucky and fortunate to be able to speak his mind um, about the films. And, uh -huh. and tell the people that the process wasn't perfect. And not every film is perfect. And back in the day, when they did the original trilogy, they didn't have that option, really, to say that things were, you know, are a little off. Um, so they weren't allowed to speak their minds as much as they are now. So he feels very fortunate about that. And he thanks the people that were involved with Star Wars to have that opportunity to um, voice off there about what is going on, like a soundboard, which was cool. He feels comfortable. Yeah. And that's all that matters. It's fantastic. And and that's great because there's something right there that I think a lot of people could take to heart in whether fandom, life, whatever, is that you can address an issue and without going scorched earth and burning every bridge around. Because in it's like so many things. If your goal in a in a conflict, okay, if your goal is resolution versus confrontation, you're you're 
there a lot more things are possible i guess is what i'm trying to say right and so but because of the way he handled it he was very real and very gut honest but it also wasn't like it, his thing was do better i would like to help you do better here's yeah. what you could have done not you rat bastards and and i mean that's big on him and you know from a company standpoint i guess that's big on them too because let's face it that's not how things always tend to go right and they sat down with him they heard what he had to say and they said i uh, we believe they said we'll be better and, yeah um and it looks like they have been better for yeah. a bit so yeah very exciting very exciting that we might get to see him again yeah. i'd like to see yeah. him again yeah i i would i would love to see the the characters the big three of the sequel trilogy where now they're the big three and they're the only ones left to focus on we actually got into this discussion on the motivators and just you know for whatever issues you may have with um the sequel trilogy and all that if you think about the job that it had to do it's a monumental task really to do it do justice with the big three from the original film or you know plus chewbacca and the droids and all that have a compelling story that revolves around certain aspects of it and wrap all of that up nicely in the span of three movies that's very difficult to do mm-hmm. and I, you can armchair quarterback that until you're <laughs> right blue exactly. in the face but um like, yeah guys yeah. i don't know if you saw this Eric. this just came in on the well on the 31st i missed it Oh my God. Inside the magic is claiming George Lucas is reportedly taking over the creative Creative control. Creative control of Star Wars. Holy shit. Dude, I. Ugh. The thing that gets me is that there's a certain corner of Star Wars. I don't even want to call it fandom because the people, the people who perpetuate these stories, I don't think are fans. But nobody ever calls out these things on their lack of accuracy after the fact but whatever man you know what we can talk about that is real the bad batch that's right Mm -hmm. we had episode five rampage and surprisingly some complaining going on about that (laughs) hashtag moochie gate is my new thing (laughs) yeah but uh, hey, good news! <laughs> it's the, it's my neighbors are home. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, I, didn't I didn't hear them. Oh my um, god! So talk, anyway. about ramp, talk about rampage. Eric's gonna go on yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah, getting ready yeah. to right now. Uh, so yeah, man, I thought it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. I thought that seeing a little tiny rancor was pretty rad. I thought the way they got to the to that was cool, and uh, yeah. A good, fine episode, but anybody got any hot takes on it? Just that Star Wars community can be crazy sometimes. Um, yeah, as, sometimes. As we all know. I thought when we were doing our reaction video that it was obviously the Rancor. Like, I would imagine that 90% of the people out there. So did I. Thought, I agree yeah. with you. Um, our, but we were very much schooled on our comments uh, <laughs> very quickly that that was not the case, which is totally fine. Um, but the amount of effort and thought that people are going into this with is just the craziest thing to me. You know what I mean? Just like, Mm -hmm. it must be exhausting for people. Like, just let it go. Like steel, steel had a, he, he went off 
we were, we were, we did the breakdown with the Kessel Run guys and Claire, and he just like said, <laughs> he just lost his mind and pretty much said, just relax. And I totally agree with Steele. Like, mm-hmm. let it be whoever you want that Rancor to be. You know? I mean, and there's nothing, I get it. There's a written name and people can say, oh, yeah. But that was our initial reaction. That's what I thought right away. I'm like, okay. That's the Rancor. Oh my goodness! You you link visually. You see Bib Fortuna, and you see a Rancor, and you're mm-hmm. gonna go, "Oh hell yeah, that's the one." That that's it, or they're connected in some way. I still think they're connected. And then for people to be like, "No, no, 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 no," that's Patisa. Patisa's the one who li- killed. That's the one. That, yeah, this is just Moochie. Don't worry about it. This is just Moochie. And it's like Moochie, 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 Moochie. Well, here's the deal, man. How long do Rancors live? Right. That's Are they like? Who knows? Are they animals? They're animals. Are they are they like dogs? It's fifty years an old rancor. That are they turtles? That rancor's parent. Because I, you know, obviously that's the connection I would have made too. But uh, I remembered that the rancor had a name that wasn't Moochie. But again, maybe the rancor is like, you know what, Moochie is a stupid name. Mm -hmm. You need to change this. Of course, I'm glad. Or maybe it's a nickname. You know, I'm glad for for. For closed captioning that it, you know you find out that it's not m-o-o-c-h-i-e mm. but mm-hmm. what what is it how is it spelled m-u-c-h-i oh god yeah. i got it right oh shit yeah, yeah. uh so not like mooching but moochie yeah. correct yeah <laughs> um but uh <laughs> because when you think about the, the thing though okay oh my gosh look at this cute little rancor hey good news somebody's gonna drive a big old door spike through this thing's head in just 20 <laughs> short years don't that's you what worry. i thought i was like wow it went through that huh it's, oh, so it's like really you know I, I think trying We're to make this up for baby yoda yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're a bastard I know. Uh, but anyhow i i did like that you know one of the things you see is that the Bad Batch as a crew are starting to be like, well, I guess Crosshair's never coming home. Let's go ahead and start living our life without him. Here, you can have his communicator. And uh, th- those sorts of things, which hurts, but at the same time, it's good to see. But I did feel like, you know, they're definitely really shoving uh, Wrecker's problems with his headaches, like right in your face. Don't forget about this thread. Yank, yank, yank. So that whenever it happens, like we told you it was coming. So let me ask you guys this. What do you think is going to happen with that? How bad do you think it's going to be? And what will have to be the resolve? Plainly, they're not going to off him, or at least I don't think so. Not in the near future. uh, We talked about this, but uh, I think the consensus, or at least for me, I'm probably going to, everybody's going to have the same thing. I think it's going to be a very, very critical moment. Wreckers either holding the door open or. He's uh, helping lead an offensive of some type. They're in a vulnerable spot, like cornered somewhere. And then all of a sudden his inhibitor, you know, something switches and he turns to attack them. I think the one who may talk them, talk him down though, is going to be Omega. Omega. Omega is going to just be like, Ricka, it's me, Omega. And, you know, look at him and then he's going to melt. So he's just a big softy inside. He's like you, Les. Yeah. I wondered if it would be that or if it would incapacitate him. No, you know, I think that I would be a, no, but that, that could be a critical thing too, because say he's the only one that's strong enough to do something for them and they have to lug him around because he gets knocked out by it. Oh, right. 
that become, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's worse to have someone maimed or mauled or incapacitated and you're in a situ a combat situation where you have to transport that person. Yeah. Like so, one time I uh, was trying to take this guy hostage and somebody shot him in the leg and his own buddy. And I was like, well, I sure didn't see this coming. What am I going to no. do now? What am I going to do now? <laughs> I just thought of something when you said that though, you know, on this episode, we saw Omega get a little techie. So we're seeing little aspects of each character, right? That's coming out. Hickey. I wonder if we're going to see her strength go up against Wrecker when Wrecker loses her mind, loses his mind. Hmm. Are they going to do the uh, traditional arm, the, the, the WWE pose? She's going to put him in a suit hand. I mean, she's going to look him in the eyes and be like, Ricka, what are you doing? Exactly. And then she's going to get on top and do a camel clutch. I was about to say, <laughs> that's what's next. Yeah. Sling him into a power slam, right? I, I thought this episode was cool. I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite out of all the rest of them. It was by far my least favorite, but that doesn't mean it was bad. I, I believe that everything they've done on this, in this series is, has been better than the worst shows, worst episodes from Rebels or Resistance or even Clone Wars. They put the bar up so high for me that even the ones that I don't enjoy as much as the other ones are still pretty damn good. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all, yeah, I'm all about it. I love the well, show. There is a controversial take that I had that I got uh, ripped on just a little bit for in a, in a mostly pleasant way. Mm -hmm. But it, having Rhea Perlman voice the Trandoshan. Yeah. It took me out of the of the show. And the uh, the only reason I say that is I, I think Rhea Perlman is awesome. Yeah, I love her too. But her voice, just physiologically, that voice is not going to come out of that face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so her well, just having a normal, plain white chick voice, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm like, what? And so I kept like forgetting to pay attention to the actuality of the scene and was more focused on like, okay, who... Who is this? Because it didn't, her voice does not make me think Rhea Perlman when you hear it in yeah. that way. It reminds me of somebody else's voice. She's emulating someone. But, and that's all I could think about during that instead of like the actual dialogue. What threw me off is her voice and then seeing Danny DeVito's coming out of that voice. That was really weird for me. It's like very meta. <laughs> Sorry, Danny DeVito. For all you Danny DeVito fans out there, oh, I, I feel I don't I don't know who's getting should feel more put down by that Danny DeVito or Trandoshans, but anyway, yeah, I, I I dug it though. I I I I the humanity of all this is what I enjoy the most. Yeah, I want to see what mm -hmm. happens, but I enjoyed like the the personal end of it. And you know they're not any closer to knowing who hired Fennec Shand, but and I like that. I think that's rad. I think that's really yeah. cool that we don't know. I don't want to know for another two, three episodes, but I do want to see uh, Crosshair back. You were saying that they're they're sad that Crosshair isn't coming back. I'm I'm sad that I feel like Crosshair is not coming back to the show. Oh, like we right. Well, you know that's okay. Let me throw this out there too because I do have a series of questions r surrounding this. Number one, I thought it was cool that there's still a thread hanging out there besides the Crosshair one that. Okay, if there's Phoenix Shan, we don't know where she came from or what's going on. That, that not everything isn't being wrapped up in a package by the end of every episode. You know what I mean? Yes. In this episode, you did have, hey, find this this uh, missing person. End of episode, they're found. But it, it is cool to see like things develop into an arc, right? Right. Uh, but when it comes to like Crosshair, how 
soon can they reintroduce him without driving a line where you've got to resolve it. And I think maybe that's why we haven't seen him yet, at least as he relates to them. Right. Because what you, yeah. in, anytime you show him, it's got to be an increase of a trait in one direction or another. Either he's going to have to be more cutthroat and like, oh my God, is he even redeemable at this point? Or he's going to have to see them and like come back over to the good side or something. But I don't think you can continue to just coast if you bring him back between now and when they decide to do something with it. Yeah. What, King Tom, what do you think about that whole thing with Crosshair? And should he have been in the last couple episodes or what? I think it's good that they're given some space. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, li- I like the variety of you still have villains. Um, and you still definitely have a constant menace with Fennec Shand. I like that it's multidimensional and that it's not just one person they're trying to get past or overcome or whatever. They have the Empire, they have the Underworld. I, th- I think it's a good move and I'm fine with it. Did you like the episode? I did. I wouldn't say it was the best. I still like the, the Pantora episode, but I definitely think it was up there. It's a, a, a different. We're seeing new and different places, and I like that they're not always going to the same type of planets and not always facing the same type of villains. So I'm good with that. That's true. That is, that is really cool that we get different planets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, what'd you think about this thing? I didn't see it. Well, they, I was planning on seeing it uh, before we recorded today, but I uh, slept through my alarms. <laughs> That's all right. So I rushed it. Memorial Day weekend. Mom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I, cool. I got to catch it. Yeah. I'll probably just watch uh, the, the, uh, Back the one back. that comes on Friday, back to back, just watch them both. Yeah, I have a feeling that Crosshair is going to be in this one. I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to not have three, four episodes without him. I don't know. Less what you uh, you liked this episode, didn't you? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, but then again, yeah, we need to get back to the meat and potatoes of this whole arc so far, and that is, you know, what is uh, Tarkin doing at out of there in uh, Coruscant? Am I right? Tarkin is the right plant. No, tar- well, well, yeah, I guess Arkin ends up in Coruscant. That's where he's mm-hmm. coming from, right, King Tom? Eric? Yeah, well, we've seen him on Camino, though. Cam- oh, yeah, he's been Camino. on Camino. Sorry, he's I'm been sorry. on Camino, but is he staying on Camino until all this gets resolved? Well, probably. That's his base of operations right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're he's as I said, summer. Home, he's buddy. assessing the clones, <laughs> and he's also trying to get those new troopers coming in but yeah i would like to see what's going on with that like what what else are we going to get back to that hopefully we will and the purpose uh, of them cloning omega remember in the right. episode that we saw so i mean i did like it i like that uh we talked about this i like that omega followed rules finally she yes just, you know speak finally. Off. she reacted instead of getting herself into trouble she was able to react and she was very resourceful like so that was cool she was resourceful <laughs> she was <laughs> able to find Sid and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. But and yeah, she has, we need to she get has that bow. She got that bow yeah, and never she's used, got never her used weapon. It. She's got her comms. She's starting to get a little more confident in, in being able to be resourceful and helping the team. Now it's time to start build, adding more skills to Omega's bag and keep going. And she's tracked. Remember she tracked. That's right. Yeah. So she's d- done the tiki stuff, um, <laughs> but she hasn't done the strength yet. She's done the crosshair shot um what are we are we missing anything else we're missing strength that's it she's just strength. Uh, Ooh, strength. Okay, just record strength okay and then okay and then uh, what does everybody think of the um kind of 
King Kong versus Godzilla style thing that went on. Yeah, that was a between Rika and Muchi. Well, how about Muchi and the uh, the dragon or whatever the hell that was? Oh shit, is it called the dragon? I'm gonna get yelled at. What yes, what is that thing yeah. called? Nobody the knows. Lizard. Okay, good. It doesn't have a name. <laughs> Fantastic. I thought that Wrecker and Moochie like punching on each other was cute. It reminded me of like toddlers <laughs> where they're just like, they're exhausted by the end. And that, that's <laughs> like, that's yeah, exactly. That's like two toddlers. Steel said, Steel said that it reminded him of Rocky two, the end of Rocky two, where they both fall down and they're so tired. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You know, we're just a couple of short days away from seeing what happens next. So hopefully it's something rad. Hopefully. Yeah. That's pretty much it with Star Wars, right? Yep, brother. I got nothing else. No, that's more than I actually thought that was out there. So all done. I'm really excited about this the Bounty Hunter comic thing. I think I'm going to go buy. Yeah, I may need to track that down. Those. Yeah, that just sounds really cool. Well, let's get into some pop culture potpourri with some boo bits. Boo? Oh, yeah. Your bits are full because oh, we didn't always. get to release them last week. Mm-hmm. Always, always full. Uh, so we'll start off with the biggest news. Uh, Taylor Swift has been cast what? in David O. Russell's oh. next film. She's going to uh, be in a movie with Christian Bale, Zoe Zeldana, Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington, and oh Rami God. Malek. Wow. Yeah. That is a cast. That is a cast. David O. Russell. Yeah. Fantastic she, director. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift confirms there will be no cat buttholes, so we're good. Ah. Uh, but we are that sucks. Weird, I know. Eric's mad right now. I just got pissed at you. Shoulders dropped. I'm glad for her, man. She's very talented. I think that'll be cool. Hey, Good on I, her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. David O. Russell. I said this about somebody the other day that a good director can absolutely get the best out of an actor or an um, actress. David O. Russell. What's his name? No, no, I'm just saying. There's. I've seen some news about him today Uh-oh. where a bunch Ooh. of like because he did. Uh, the Huckabees movie. Right. And a few others. And like, there's some really creepy ass stories about him. Oh, Uh-oh. are you serious? Yep. God damn it. I mean, there's always something. There's always something. In everybody's closet. God darn it. Yeah. I, I don't, well, I don't remember exactly what they were off the top of my head, but you can search him on Twitter and. Uh, find out here we are. go. Here we go. Well, thank you for letting us know about that. To be continued. Yeah. Uh, Until I read those, fuck David O. Russell then. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, on to a, a very nice person confirmed. Nai Guerrera will uh, reportedly return as a Koye in an origin series for Disney Plus. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic. I thought that one was pretty cool. Is, is, really it, cool. is it going to be her origin story or the Dora Milaje? They weren't specific. Oh, they, well, just, they just said Dora her Milaje. coming back as a Koye origin story. So uh, it okay. could be the Dormelage or it could just be Okoye. I'm all about that. Okay. Either way, yeah, either way we get some some Dormelage in there. So that's Yeah, that's, that's all I'm thinking awesome. is, is it'd be cool cuz she's the commander, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I miss the hell out of her on Walking Dead. Like you can tell there's a big absence. Thank you for ruining absence. that. That's disgusting. Huh? Thank you for ruining that. Well, she well, she's not dead. I know. We, I know. I, we I, knew I, she I, was leaving the show. Too. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> it's just joking. Yeah. <laughs> He likes David or Russell. Oh, come on now. I don't even know what the guy did. Don't do that yet. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know yet. <laughs> Shit. Was it uh, other people coming back? Todd Phillips has reportedly signed to co-write Joker 2. What? Yes. Yeah, so I guess this is actually happening. Electric it's, Boogaloo? It, that, w- that would be 
It would be perfect if it was that name. Please don't tell me this is the one with with uh, Jared Leto. Oh, that would be some bullshit, man. Please tell me. I, I heard the you rumor is. Amigo. I heard the rumor is that it's multiple Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then, I, I'll take that. That would be crazy. That there's but, a Fire Lord Joker type deal. But, but is a, Joaquin Phoenix really going to put himself through that whole ordeal again of method acting like that? Like he he went through some shit. It looks like he seems. And that, Jared Leto was a complete dickweed when he did it. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe they can do a Jared Leto what they did during COVID for the uh, Snyder cut. Just have him act by himself in a room <laughs> and nobody else there and then just splice it in and everybody's happy. He can send himself uh, a box of rats or whatever, use a condom or something. Did you? S- oh, that's right. He did some dildos. dildos and did stuff. he? Oh, yeah, God, some just some gross weird, shit. Weird shit. The long Halloween or longest <laughs> night of Halloween. I don't know what the fuck it is, but there, the trailer part one and two came out or something, then that's going to be rated R for DC, the car, the animated movie. Have you seen that at all? Les? Uh, I know that there's, that is the animated movie. If I'm not mistaken, I think the trailer did come out. Yeah. I think there's going to be a part one and a part two. And I think, yeah, the that's how they'd have to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And people are really excited about it. So I just want to throw that. And there's also, uh, we, I think we talked about this last week or the week before the, uh, injustice, uh, video game series yeah. is going to have an animated, movie Movie. i don't know if it's one or two movies but a movie come i think everybody will it is awesome what's the premise of injustice they well it's ties into the comic book Mm -hmm. but the deal is basically i think we talked about this i guess joker gasses superman into killing lois and his baby killing jonathan pregnant yeah god he basically he gasses something's going on where okay Either it's uh, Joker's going to let a nuke bomb off in like Metropolis. Superman swoops in, flies the bomb or whatever it is to space. And all of a sudden everything wears off and he's like, oh shit. And it's Lois and she's dead. He's holding Lois in his in arms. The, in space. Yeah. Like he just blasted her out of space and she's dead. Uh, comes back down, looks at Bruce, looks at Joker, kills Joker, looks at Bruce and says, and looks at Batman and says, way. this is your fault. You should have killed him a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did tell me about this. Yeah. Just goes on a spree of just wiping out the most unhinged villains out there. He just starts wiping them out. Batman's like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to kill. Then it just, it's basically Civil War. Then it just splits Mm -hmm. almost down the middle. Kind of like the Avengers. Yeah. But it's very dark. You know what? The thing about it is, is it's on a grander scale, I will say. With the Avengers Civil War, it was like, okay. It's to- it's Team Iron Man, Team Cap. Uh, the movie or the comic? The comic, right? Okay. Felt like the comic was larger scale than the movie. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a yeah. large scale, but this is even larger. Like you're getting okay. the Yellow Lantern Corps. You're getting all the gr- all the different color ring of uh, Ring Lantern Corps coming in to help fight. You're getting yeah, the like masters- every character. Every character. Yeah, you're getting involved. the Masters of Oa coming down to help because Superman in full God mode is ridiculously hard to stop. And when you have someone like wonder woman next to him, and at some point he picks up the yellow ring of fear and becomes the new parallax. And they're like, Oh shit, this guy can wipe everything out. And he's, you got to do what you can to stop him. I mean, it's just in the, the carnage and the, the, the characters that end up dying throughout all of this. And then there's a part two, just like there's a civil war two in the comics. Mm-hmm. There's an injustice part two also. Very cool, man. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Again, sounds like something I would love to see 
in live action as a rated R film or something that they would never do. But I, I hope the I hope the animated movie is rated R. It, well, if they, will be if they do it in the, the vein of Invincible. If they yeah. do it like Invincible, then it's well. Be the great. Batman ones that you were just talking about, the Long Halloween or whatever it is, yeah, that, those were those are going to be rated R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just not have that injustice because the way he takes Joker out is just how oh, Joker should have been killed a long anything. time ago. Yeah, I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. If Wonder Woman would have got a hold of Joker, she would have snapped his head clean off. But Superman mm-hmm. basically rips a hole in him. So oh yeah, I just gotta check that out. Punches he just grabs right him and just goes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he says, oh. "This is your fault." And just like hucks the body away, like <laughs> that's phenomenal. It's yeah, when you see it, because it's just like you're like, "What is he gonna do? What does it happen?" And then you're like, "That's exactly what he's gonna do." Well, <laughs> like, hopefully, it was fits. a Jared Leto Joker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, technically, Superman could have done a. They could have written it better, where he just eye nuked him with his freaking heat vision. And just left like the uh, Raiders, like just Raiders a smoldering, yeah, just a smoldering pile of goo and then shoes right there, and that's it. That's the boys right there, and just a smile. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's Homelander. Yes, that is Homelander. But okay, think about it. He goes full Homelander in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, that makes just, more. He sense. just has no hesitation. He does taking no prisoners. He just does not give a rip. He's like, this is how it's going. He goes all the governments. He's like, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're living now. And it's a, it, it's coined a term, a Marvel term. It's an age of Superman. basically. Wow. And Batman becomes the rebellion and the re- resistance. Hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about, you know, the box office come well, roaring back essentially compared to the way it has been Hollywood in itself, you know, creating movies is roaring back. Thor Love and Thunder has wrapped filming. Yes. I think a lot of you have seen the picture of uh, Taika Waititi and his um, in his Korg um, outfit. Uh, essentially, yeah, I thought you were talking about the other the other pictures. No, no, no those, those, those are, are for a different podcast. Those are yeah. better, dude. Those are better pictures. But Some, those Taika, adventures. Oh man! <laughs> uh, so no, this is Taika Waititi as Korg standing with Chris Hemsworth, who looks yo yes. a huge arm. Oh my. god. God, he looks massive. Holy shit. So yeah, so they, they just posted that picture just to say that uh, Thor and Love of Thunder has wrapped filming. That's great. He also said the film is going to be batshit crazy, off the wall funny, and might also uh, pull a, a, ha- a heart string or two. Oh, lots no. of love, lots of thunder. He says it is the craziest thing he has ever made. Oh, that's that that's, sounds amazing. That's a lot for him to say. And Is he going to be focusing on Star Wars now? Most likely. Probably, yeah. I would imagine. Nah, he's gonna go hang out with uh, Tessa Thompson and, uh, and uh, Rita Ora. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's sure. let's go let's go do that for a while. Let's go on vacation for a little bit. Man, Man. <laughs> good to be Taika. Man, on top Man. of the world, on top of the world. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Um. Uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. He's creating his Ninja Turtle Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, All right? And it's gonna release in theaters in uh, on August 2023. Cool. I think that should be pretty cool. Yeah. I think I think the Ninja Turtles is one of those one of those properties where you can make as many of them as you want, and it's just keep on because it's, it's just solid content. You know, they're they're just young turtle kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to do good in New York City. So I, yeah, there's pizza. They might be they might be potheads. I don't know. I'm sure Ralph is going to be yeah. really excited. Yeah, he's going to love it. Um, and then finally, something that I I thought would never happen, and I'm kind of apprehensive that it is happening. 
Wedding Crashers 2. No, it's happening. Begins filming in August. Oh, see. Owen such Wilson. a classic. I know. Man. I know. So are they passing the torch to like Adam Devine and some other young funny man? <laughs> Let me. So Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, uh, Isla Fisher, and Rachel McAdams will all return. Oh. Maybe they pass on the torch or something. I don't know. Man, I don't know how long this leads up after the first one. The reason why I'm apprehensive is, of course, Raj, you're right. It's a classic, but it's been, what, 15 years, maybe? This yeah, is, I, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid it's going to run into the Zoolander thing where they make a movie a decade and a half later and it it's lost all of its appeal. Right. You know, that's so that's that's what I'm afraid of. Or Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's even worse. That, that one was decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't seen the Bill and Ted one. I, I mean, it's worse as far as, you know, the time span. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. Who knows? Hopefully it's good. I'm glad that the whole cast is back. That really helps. But what are they going to do? Are they just going to crash weddings again as a team? I don't know. It's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In space, though. Oh, that'd be great. Crash weddings as a team. In space. Hmm. Well, that's what the fi- the last movie was teasing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were yeah, all together the in the car. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they're they going to be like a polka band or something like that. And is is uh, what's his name going to be in it? More important, Cooper going to be in it. Bradley Cooper going to show up. He should. Oh, that yeah. would be great. He should get punched again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, crazy. Yeah, and my uh, my bits are empty. There's one more that the Indiana Jones Five set pictures came out got leaked, so that's starting filming Ooh, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, it, what is it? Harrison Ford's going to be 80 when the movie comes out. Is that, re- oh. are you, is that real? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh. I just, no, but you saying Harrison Ford is 80 makes me sad. Not that he's going to be an indie at 80. Just, oh. I, I saw something. I don't have the source, but uh, Jonathan Majors may be cast in uh, Creed 3. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Really? So I'm going to throw it out there that is he Clubber Lang's son? Are they just going to have everybody? Be I the hope kids not. Of all of them, why not? Why not? Why not? It's like I know, a, not. It's not, all. Like, it's like a video game. He now. doesn't need to fight everyone's every everyone that is is that's Rockier's be, dad's children. It's going to fight why Logan not, Paul. Though? Those are all the ones. It's either going to be he's either going to be Union a son Kane's or his son. nephew. Yeah, Union, yeah. Union Kane. He was the guy from Rocky Five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We d- we don't talk about that movie. <laughs> no. That movie. Wait, has no, no, no. I thought his name was Mason Dixon. Was it Mason? Di- yeah, yeah, you're right. Eugene Kane was the champ. Dixon. Kane was the champ of. Oh wait, no, no. He was the promoter in the uh, in the Tommy Gunn one, right? Oh god, oh, don't bring the, up that. The, uh, the, the Morrison King like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, that'd be cool if it's his son. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Rocky punched my dad. Man, I'm gonna beat you up, Creed. Let's do it. Let's, it's it's Hulk, Hogan, what? Hulk Hogan's son. No, stop fighting Thunderlips. No, it's fine. Why wouldn't it? How about Polly's son? Hey, Just fight Polly's son. There are plenty of legendary boxing fights where someone's son fought someone else's son. Mickey's great grandson. Okay. Well, Chad of the Majors is black or rock. No, no, well, I'm just okay, saying that can happen. Actually, I, that can happen. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in future films, not. No, Jonathan Majors, obviously. If Mickey's great grandson showed up. He's all Team Rocky all the way. Like, it's I, just I'm just automatic. kidding, man. I'm kidding. This is a ridiculous conversation. It'll be that robot kid. Say the king's up. The kid of the robot. Yeah. Union Kane was the champion. George Washington Duke was the promoter. 
That's but it. then who is Mason Dixon was someone too. He was in the other Rocky. He was in the one after that one. Oh, oh Rocky okay. Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Okay. Where he made the comeback. And uh, I guess in that movie, they did uh, EA Sports. They used the right. EA Sports simulation. And they're like, oh, every yes. time we do the simulation, Rocky Balboa Rocky beats, beats Mason in the line Dixon. Right. And then he finally said, I'll beat Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and Rocky's <laughs> like, I don't want to do any of this. And they're like, well, you're gonna have to now. And he goes out there. And does he was like in a restaurant, too. right? He owned his own restaurant. Yeah, he's already starting yeah, to own Adrian. his restaurant. Adrian, he's like, that's right. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I am done. Why is this crap going on? And it started. Yeah, obviously the buzz from crap talking. That's all it takes, man. Humans, dude, just run your mouth. Someone to get pissed enough to fight to the death, dude. <laughs> the la- last thing I want to talk about was uh, this is for less. See that their details are gradually coming out about HBO's Green Lantern. Did you see that they the casting of Alan Scott? Which reports? Yeah, I saw that yes. last week. Jeremy Irvine or Irvin is going to be playing Alan Scott in the HBO mm-hmm. Max one. I still don't know all the details about this. Is it going to be a bunch of different Green Lanterns? Is it going to be the core? So, well, more than likely, it'll probably be the core. Uh, mostly, obviously, focusing on the Earth Lanterns, which there's like six of them, if I'm not mistaken. There's a uh, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Hal Jordan. And Alan Scott. So that's seven. seven. Well, then I'm probably this? missing a few other Earth ones that are just okay. Earth. You passed just test. from Earth. Yeah. But it would have to obviously cover the core. And then Alan Scott would be the either be flashbacks or he would just be the he'd have to be something where they either do flashbacks or he finally just reemerges. And he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm the original guy. I'm the, I'm right. the one who held the lantern first. Seems like it'd be cool. I mean, hopefully they just cast everybody. They give us all of them. Jessica Cruz, for sure. Simon Baz. Uh, the representation that they can push as far as uh, Green Lantern yeah. goes is already written there. It's already there. It'd be a shame if they found if they couldn't pull it off. All right, guys. I think that wraps up this episode of The Sith List. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 253 is in the books. Carlos Borguero. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Nice. Mr. Tom Chansky, King of Bell Pause. Where can people find you tweeting about Weezer? You can find me writing the Union Kane biography and uh, <laughs> Tom Chansky on Twitter and then Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. Fantastic. Mr. Les Gonzalez, also known as Gonzalez, also was known as Crunch Crunch, unless it's more. Got a lot of names. Nobody ever calls them any of them. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me advising King Tom to name the title of that biography, Paper Champ. <laughs> wow. If you know, Tom. you know, everybody. If you know, you know. If you know, now you know. If you don't know, now <laughs> you know. And that's true, too. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at LessonMore78 and also on this podcast and our YouTube channel. Yes. And Mr. Bandito, where can people find you? Probably on Red Dead Online, getting my butt handed to me by a bunch of 14-year-olds now that they're all out of school. But... That's the worst. (laughs) Dude, oh my gosh, you can sure tell the kids are out. But anyway, uh, (laughs) check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. It's reasonably decent. And you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. And you can follow me at The Sith List and check us out for some breakdowns and some reaction episodes from... The Bad Batch. Bad batch. That's what it's called. <laughs> because I was thinking about the other show that's coming out next week. And or I think it's 
in eight days or six days or whatever it is. And that's Loki. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Out? It's coming out. Fuck. It's only six episodes. They're going to be 40 to 50 minutes long. What day are they coming out? Friday? They're going to be Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday. Because first, Bad Batch think, is Friday. Yeah. So Wednesday it's going to be night. Tuesday night at midnight. Ain't that a bitch. Wednesday morning. Yeah, that, that sucks for us. Okay. But thank God there's only six of them. I'm going to be in Hawaii in one of those weeks. So I got to figure out how we're going to do the episode five of that show. Live from Hawaii. From Hawaii. Yeah. But for me, it's only going to be 9 p.m. less. So oh, that's going to be good. I apologize. Oh, yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. In paradise. Yeah. So check us out there. Check Les and I out on the Kessel Run Transmissions breakdown of every Bad Batch episode. That's the following day, usually around four o'clock. We're having a lot of Friday. fun with them. Steel Saunders showed up for the last one, so we had a good time. So check us out there on YouTube. And yeah, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate it. For everyone here, thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next week on episode number 254 of the Sith List. So happy because today I found my friends They're in my head I'm so ugly That's okay So are you We broke our mirrors Sunday morning It's every day for all I care And I'm not scared Light my candles
don't care Light my candles In a daze Cause I found God Danny DeVito got Rhea Perlman. I don't know Danny. Look, it's either me or nobody. Sold.